We have made it to another Friday, which means it is time for the Comstock Channel Weekly Wrap-Up. My name is Brianne Hendrickson. Today, I have Matthew and Justin filling in for Eric this Friday. Welcome, welcome. How you doing? Welcome, Brianne. <laughs> I will tell you, Eric has left some pretty big shoes to fill, I think, and uh, also sent an email to say, don't mess this up. So, <laughs> you know, I... I don't have a problem filling in for him. I just wish he would have scheduled his uh, ballet classes a different time. <laughs> so that's that's what I heard. He he had a prior commitment. He's in ballet, which is fine. But, uh, I expect to see some videos. We need to figure out how to get exactly, those videos. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> let's go ahead and start. We always start with corn. So let's start there. How did we close and what did we see this week? Well, to start off for the week, we ended up with December at 477 and a quarter. That's down about three and a half for the week. Really impressive day today, up seven and a quarter on the close or at the end of the day. Uh, a little bit off the highs, but uh, following beans, which we'll get to later, but quite an impressive day on corn here today. We kind of maybe. Do we make a double bottom here? Because we last bottomed on, uh, let me pull it up here, September um, 19th, right, Justin? We were kind of hit that, uh, bounced off that uh, four, 468 level in, in these corn. And we kind of, I really like the chart today. I mean, it was, I know it's been grinding lower the last few days, but uh, we got kind of a key reversal where we made a, a new low and then turned around and then uh, made a new high. Uh, or, or or went above yesterday's high, so that's a that's a good signal that uh, it, we're potentially bottoming out here. Now the question will be is how we carry through on Monday with that uh, crude oil. You know, doesn't look to be doing us any favors here at the close. Um, we'll see how that shakes out come Monday, but I do I like the close today, Matthew. I think that base is still relatively firm in the countryside. And leaves me to be a little bit optimistic, at least. Yeah, I think the next big challenge is we want to get back up into that 509 and a half, which we made that last high there. Uh, let's see, that was uh, there on October 20th. And so we need to break above that if we're going to maintain this momentum higher. Let's switch over to soybean. Did they close in the green today? They did. We closed at 13. 51 and three quarters on the January, obviously with November being in delivery. Uh, most of the action, only a couple, you know, 1,200, 1,500 contracts left in the November. But so the action in the January beans, that was up 32 and a quarter on the week. Uh, had a flash sale today of 131,000 metric ton um, to unknown destinations. Feel like that maybe kind of got the market started. But from there, we just continue to grind higher. Did you see any weather reports or anything, Matthew? I know you did a great job on the Brazil information yesterday. I, um, if there's anything you wanted to add to that. I really haven't seen much updates today. I think it's just kind of a continuation of the same thing. And so it's just kind of a combination, right, of that harvest is wrapping up. I mean, in the case of soybeans, we're pretty much down towards the end. And um maybe Monday we'll see there's be what 15% left of the corn harvest to wrap up. And so, um, yeah, I drove through central Iowa, uh, what is it earlier in the week? And, um, you know, there wasn't anything left out in the field. And so 
I, I think uh, most of it's going to be up into the the northern plains area where uh, I think Mich- Michigan was way behind. Michigan and Wisconsin were way behind, so the northern states I, I think are um, where uh, a lot of the unharvested grain is. But um, but yeah, I think you're getting out to the point now where um, you know it's it's the farmers have made the decision on what they're going to sell. And uh, I don't get the impression, at least in our immediate area, that uh, the, the the end users have themselves completely covered just because the basis has been extremely resilient during harvest where, you know, I, the normal historical tendency, right, is for basis to drop as you come into harvest. And in our area, it's actually gotten stronger. It didn't just maintain, it actually got stronger. Of course, we've, you know, given up uh, 20 cents in the market or more too, but uh uh, so I so I like to see that at least that uh, our cash price hasn't changed in the last uh, you know thirty days or more, uh, which is a good sign. So um, I don't know what what you've seen, Justin, in your area or in other areas. You know the same thing on the corn. We look at that December March corn spread. Um, we we've been into ten ten ish. We've gone out to fifteen sixteen. The one thing that I will talk about with our our clients, it has been a topic of conversation. If, if there is a basis number that you want to hit, um, especially in that northern corn belt where we're significantly better than historical averages, don't be afraid to take advantage of that op- of that offer out there and get that grain moved. Otherwise, you know, we're looking at 15 cents carry, Dece March, historically pretty good carry. Um, if the basis comes up to where you want to move that grain, we have option strategies right now with very low volatility, pretty affordable to get into if you want to stay long the grain. Um, I, I don't see a problem with that at, at, at any point in this situation here, especially with these strong basis numbers. Passing up good basis numbers because there's carry in the market. To me, that doesn't really make sense because the closer we get, more than likely the last carry we're going to have. So yeah. that's kind of my take yeah. home on the on the corn side of things. Uh, switching back here to soybeans, we had that January contract hitting some resistance at that 1334 mark, blew right through that today. Uh, next next point I'm looking at is 1355, which is only three and a half, four cents away from where we closed today. So can we get some follow-through strength Monday? Uh, we'll we'll soon find out. The meal yeah. had an excellent day today, up fifteen dollars. Uh, you know, if we continue to see that meal work higher and possibly uh, pull the beans with it. Yeah, I think the the trade is also, of course, starting to look the next week in the uh, November crop report, and uh, and of course people are are giving their yield guesses, and um, overall there's probably a consensus that. The USA might maintain or trim the yield uh, for corn and beans a bit more, but probably not very much. But, uh, you know, but there have been some uh, groups or analysts that have suggested they might increase it. So I don't What's your expectation, Justin, for what we're going to see there? Well, unfortunately, this is this isn't reflective of my crop because my crop was a little bit poorer than what I was hoping for. Um, but as a general blanket statement. Yields have been very strong, even in dry pockets. Uh, there was some wind damage and some issues out there. But as a blanket statement, I could maybe see the corn number 
uh, steady to possibly a little bit higher. Um, beans, I kind of feel like they got that dialed in. Everybody was just a little bit disappointed on their beans this year. Um, yeah. Whether you were expecting 70 and got 68 or 67 or whether you were expecting yeah. 50 and they went 40. So I feel like the bean number is probably a little bit safer than that core number. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I guess I would agree with that, that it seems like you hear a lot of uh, feedback that corn yields were surprisingly better than people thought. Um, but maybe not that they were bad on the beans, but a little bit more disappointed. Like they were struggling to make their APH or maybe 5% below APH. Um, and, but uh, while they were five to 10% uh, above APH in the case of their corn. So um yeah, I guess I'm 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 hopeful we don't uh uh you know add too much to the corn yield here in the next uh in the Thursday report, but uh I, I guess I feel like we should see some little reduction in this in the soybean yield, but not very much. As you said, most of it's dialed in, right? But at the same time I see the USDA yeah, I'm probably shaving off a little bit more of exports to offset that. So overall I don't know that the ending stocks are gonna change too much. All right, let's switch over to livestock, starting with cattle. Did they have a better week than last week? Yeah, what a week. Um, you know, we traded all sides of this thing. Uh, December cattle closed at 183, 87 and a half. That's up $1.65 for the week. Uh, box has been all over the place this week. We still seem to be finding pretty firm support down in that lower 300 on the choice boxes. Working up towards, uh, I think the high print was 309, 310 this week. Um, moving forward, that choice select spreads widening out some. Uh, probably historical for this time of year, relatively dialed in. But as packers are trying to add cattle for harvest for next week, it seems like the producers have really dug their heels in with this setback. And I've heard of Texas trading a couple bucks better on very limited head and the northern trade really. I know we're recording this slightly earlier than we normally do, but the northern trade I haven't seen develop too much yet today. So I think the market route that we had last week or last couple of weeks shook a lot of people, obviously, um, as it should. But the long term fundamentals really have not changed, right? Where we still see declining um, cattle numbers and uh demand is is still holding up there and so um i don't know what uh you think that this we've got a bounce this week which is good in the in the in the market but uh you, the question is is it a dead cat bounce and um you know where do we go from here well you know i was thinking about that as well uh you peel back all the layers the numbers yeah the placements were higher but futures were probably got way ahead of itself in the deferred months. You know, we traded that 199, uh, 70-ish on the April futures. It it just seemed to me like for so long, the cattle market was something you could just blindly buy, right? If you wanted to do something, just blindly buy cattle. And for the last year, you generally turned out all right. The cattle on feed, I think, shook some of those weak lungs out, as you mentioned, Matthew. And maybe put it back into line. I do think that overall, it seems that the beef market has the pack, or excuse me, the producers have brushed that off and are digging in. And true, true market will come on. It seems like we're probably going to move, you know, maybe not towards those highs, but 
have some sort of a correction as we come into the winter. Lastly, hogs. <laughs> what kind of week did they have? Well, we ended positive on the December hogs at 71.50. That was up a buck 27 and a half. Man, that market was the only thing you can say about that this week was volatile. Uh, <laughs> you know, we were in the high 60s to the low 70, 73, 73, almost $74 on the December. I don't know what to say. We've talked over and over about this, and cash just can't seem to lead that market. We continue to see lower midday reports on the live, um, you know, kills remaining in that 485 to 487,000. Weights were up. Uh, 212 was a report. So all these things are just, just hasn't been a sign of less pigs on the market. I mean, I don't know what else to say on that. We have it, it might have another little bounce left in it, but you know, if the trend is your friend, which is the saying in in technical trading, I think there's still um, possibility to go lower here long term. And so you you know that's unfortunately you know all year we've just been steadily grinding lower. You know, engine just bouncing back and forth in between, and so. You know, just looking at the technical charts, that's I don't know why um, that would change. But not to say that we couldn't see a little bit more um, bounce next week here. I think that's still possible, but uh, I don't I don't see what's going to change the overall uh, annual year year long trend. And you know, unfortunately, I hate to beat up on the hog feeders too much, but it really doesn't look that great until you get out into the summer months of next year. I, I, you know, don't I don't mean to. We, I don't want to come off as bashing the hog feeders, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, those guys have enough. In, and so, you know, you, you got you got your heroes, right? You got your your Navy SEALs are here, and then your <laughs> hog feeders are shortly behind them, right? You know, so well, I grew up on a dairy farm. Uh, agriculture heroes. So, what, yeah, what was that? I grew up on a dairy farm, so we're probably right up there. But okay. You, you, okay, you're you're on par with the the hog feeders, or just slightly above them. I mean, just in general, though, the margins continue to contract. You had higher corn this week, higher bean meal this week, slightly higher hogs, but cash couldn't do anything today. So, um, you know, just hope for better days to come. All right. The question that I always ask Eric as we kind of wrap up. Overall, how do you feel about the week? Well, I'll be honest. I'm pretty positive. I thought the you know corn market was down a little bit, but we did bounce off that low that Matthew had brought up earlier in the podcast. I thought that was pretty good support there, and it did hold. Bean market surprised me. Um, you know, we we took this thing up thirty two and a quarter cents. Um, hogs and cattle behaved pretty decent. Well. Cattle behave pretty decent. You have a hog market that just keeps chopping back and forth with volatility. Um, you know, going into next week, I think it's pretty pretty important to continue to watch those export sales uh, to see if we do start picking up some of this business with the lower dollar that we had today. And that's the main thing that the bears have, right, is it's just the, the exports uh, are, are behind, way behind last year at this time. Um, I think in the case of uh, soybeans, they've picked up here recently, but this is kind of the, the U.S. peak soybean uh, season. Um, 
and uh, our our U.S. Uh, corn export season isn't start until um, next year, early next year, kind of the first half of the year. And so part of it's seasonal a little bit. So I don't want people to forget that. You know, you get get in the period where um, Brazil is exporting their beans, right, and they kind of take over the that export market, and then people wonder why we aren't exporting as much. But uh, it's just part of it's just the timing in the year. So you got to take that into consideration as well. That'll do it for this episode. Eric, if you are watching, hopefully we didn't do too bad without you. <laughs> Thank you guys for being on today and have a good weekend. You too, Bram. I think it was the best one yet. <laughs> well. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. Yeah, you too. Have a good week.